grab onto the wheel, fasten your seatbelts, and step on the gas. WebmasterRadio.fm is going to take you on the ride of your life. You've just stepped off the curb into Rush Hour. Your Rush Hour hosts, Neil and Cameron, will take you on a fast-paced adventure through the high-tech metropolis known as social media, blogs, social networks, marketing, and more. Around every corner are the tools you'll need for marketing through the social web. No, the light is green, but stay right where you are because you're in Rush Hour. Good afternoon. Today is Wednesday, May 30th, and you're listening to the 15th episode of Rush Hour. My name is Carolyn Shelby, and I'm here with Cameron Olthus, who's the Director of Marketing at ACS. Neil Patel is not joining us today, so it's just me and Cam. And, uh, hey, or I almost called you Neil. I'm so sorry. Uh, What's up? Um, Not much. Just hanging out. Uh, It's a beautiful Wednesday down here. I guess Neil is off in some meetings or something today, so he's not going to be joining us, but that's okay. We've done it once without him before, and we can rock and do it without him again. We'll handle it. I'm sure we'll live. Yeah, we'll be okay, right? Yeah. Um, We're adults. <laughs> <laughs> mostly. Um, I, I wanted to ask you a question. I was reading the headlines, and I found something on Reuters about Facebook becoming the hub for outside software makers, and I wanted you to tell me about it because you know about these things. Yeah, right, absolutely. Uh, the Facebook news, that is, in my opinion, it's probably the biggest news to hit the Internet in a long time. Like, in my opinion, this really is just, it's going to change a lot of things. I mean, this, I can't even, you know, I can't even explain how big I think this is going to be. But just for the people that are listening that have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, last week Facebook announced that they're opening up a developing platform where third parties can develop platforms or excuse me, can develop uh, applications right within the Facebook website. So they have access to the complete Facebook API and the 25 million members that Facebook has, and basically they can develop anything inside of Facebook, any type of application, you know, any kind of like a widget, almost like an extension of the website if they feel fit or whatnot. And then also they are going to let the developers or the companies or the third parties, whatever you want to call it, they're going to let those people keep the any advertising revenue or any direct, like 100% of advertising revenue or transactions that come as a result as long as it doesn't interfere with their current um, ads that are being served by Microsoft. So wow. basically, this is it's, it's almost like uh, Internet inside the Internet, I guess, is a good way to, to explain it. And, you know, like I said, you have access to you know, Facebook's complete user base, which is just huge. And, I mean, it's obvious that it's working really well. Uh, the most popular the most popular application so far is one from iLike. What it is, it's kind of like a music-sharing application type of widget thing. Mm-hmm. And I believe the, this platform was announced on Friday, and they already have some 850,000 people that are using the application. And they're saying that this is you know, growing faster than anything they've ever seen. I mean, they say only MySpace right now is is higher than that in terms of new users every day. They're getting like 200,000 new people using that application a day. So it's just, you know, it's nuts. And I mean, over the weekend, they actually sent out a thing on their site where they had so many users so quick that they didn't plan to, like, scale the technology and things like that. So they had actually sent out, like, an email to, you know, all these different, uh, VCs and you know companies and things like that asking for 
people to help with more servers. You know, I mean, they could not keep up with the demand, so they were just looking to add new servers to their infrastructure as quickly as possible. So this is definitely big, and I, you know, I think this is really going to going to change everything. I think by letting every all the people developing the applications keep 100% of their profits, that's I mean that's huge. That's going to drive a ton of, of new development and, and research. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean that's I mean that's and what it is it's like basically it's the opposite of what MySpace is doing. And I think Tech TechCrunch when he first or when Mike Harrington first broke the news, that's exactly kind of what he compared it to. He he was like, this is the anti MySpace just because. MySpace is really trying to almost like block the third-party developers and things like that, and they don't let anybody monetize them or anything like that on the on the uh, MySpace site. So this is, you know, like you said, it's kind of like the anti-MySpace, and I think that MySpace is really losing its appeal. And you know, Facebook is obviously the the big social network right now. You know, it's all the buzz around social networking is around that one, and it's you know growing really fast. A lot of people are switching over. So yeah, I mean, this is. Definitely. Well, that's what it sounds like, and I know MySpace is getting some bad, some bad pub lately. There was just a thing on the Chicago news last night that um, the Chicago uh, state attorney general found 800 registered sex offenders with MySpace profiles who are actively using it, and uh-huh. is, is going after them. So, I mean, stuff like that doesn't help either. And I remember seeing a headline on one of my news feeds that um, the choice about whether or not you go with MySpace or Facebook depends on your IQ, and the, the implication there was if you're not stupid, then you go with Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I think as far as like security and things go, Facebook, uh, you know, I mean, there's really no comparison. Facebook is just leaps and bounds ahead of MySpace as far as security and things like that go. MySpace is just like the profiles and everything. It just seems like it's really open and it's really prone to spamming and phishing and like you said, like the sex offenders and things like that, where Facebook has really, really done a good job with that, you know, keeping that kind of stuff out with their security and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree with that, that, you know, Facebook is definitely way ahead of MySpace, in, you know, in terms of that. And I think it's it's almost too late for MySpace to, to change just because they're, they're so big and, they, you know, their infrastructure and things like that it really would be hard to kind of, you know, turn back and kind of go the way that Facebook has with kind of the closed-off, you know, limited profile system type of thing that they have going. Um, there was a Comscore press release sent out, uh, I guess yesterday, uh, sent out of London that says that Facebook is up uh, 38% for the second consecutive month to 3.7 million U.K. visitors. So it looks like it's well, and in, and in the, um, the Reuters article it says that in Canada... One in ten Canadians has joined Facebook. So, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it's got to I mean, slow down at some point in time, but it seems like it's really building up a good head of steam. Well, I don't know if it's going to slow down anytime soon. I mean, MySpace has, what, like 150 million users, and Facebook is at, like, 25 million. So there's a, I still think that there's a long ways to go before they're going to cap out. Well, how many, the, how many of the MySpace users are duplicate users, though? I mean, you could say the same thing with Facebook, though. There could be multiple users there if they, you know, different email addresses or whatever. I don't know that the culture there promotes it or, or seems to encourage it like the culture at MySpace does. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and that's a good point. But, I mean, Facebook is growing. I think they say it's growing like 3% every week. It's doubled since last September, their user base. Um, I think they're getting something like 100,000 new signups or something like that a day, so... Nice. You know, I still think there's a, a while there before it's going to cap out or start slowing down. 
Have you looked at the API? Is it complicated or easy, or do you have any thoughts on that one way or the other? Um, I'm not a programmer, so it would be hard for me to get in there and understand, but I've really followed this news pretty closely ever since it came out. I mean, this is, I'm super excited about this. I just think it's going to open up so many opportunities and things like that. So I've kind of like done some research into it, and from what I hear, it's actually going to be quite a bit easier to develop onto their their platform than building something from new, just because they already have a lot of the infrastructure and thing, things already in place. So building it onto that is going to be a lot easier than just building something from scratch. And from my understanding, reading what people are saying, it's actually really developer friendly and a, you know a lot easier than you would think to to build stuff onto it. Neat. Do you have, um, I mean, have you installed any of the new things that have come out, or do you have one, any that are your favorites? Um, no, I don't have any that are my favorites. I've tried several of them. Um, I don't think I've stuck with any of them, just because, like, I'm not really, like, huge into, like, using the whole, like, social networks and things like that. Like, I like to get on there and connect with friends, but besides that, I don't really find any enjoyment in, like, the third-party apps and things like that. But I have definitely played around with a lot of them, like, installed them, and, you know, kept them on my profile for a day or a few hours or whatever just to kind of, you know, check them out and see what they're all about and, you know, see if there's any value there for me. So there's actually some really, really cool ones. You know, there's, you know, a lot of, there's game ones. A lot of the uh, photo sharing sites are doing, like, slideshows. And, you know, there's video, there's video widgets now that you can add. And I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. It's really pretty cool. Cool. Um, Have you played so around with any of them or anything? No, I haven't really because I've, I'm kind of up to my elbows and work at work work, and I haven't really had time to play with it. But I might play with it this weekend while I'm traveling, because you know this weekend is us. I got to leave for SMX, so I'll have a lot of airport time. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, definitely check it out. It's really cool. And you know, another thing about it is these apps they they're really like prone to grow virally. Like I said, like I mentioned earlier a few minutes ago, the I like. Uh, the iLike application, it already has like 850,000 people using it. I mean, it's been four days since the, the thing's open, and it's really viral just because anytime like one of your friends uh, adds like an application or something like that, it shows it in the news feed, and vice versa. Yeah. If, you signed up, yeah, if you sign up for one, it's going to show it on all your friends' news feeds and things like that. So it's really got that viral potential just because, you know, if you have 50 friends or 100 friends or whatever, every time you add an application, they're all going to see that, and it's just one click for them to check it out and install it if they wanted to. Yeah, I think I might actually go install the the Twitter app just because <laughs> I like to Twitter. You're a Twitter nut. Yeah, I'm twittering right now actually. Um, <laughs> but I think I think I'm definitely gonna try that out. And I've noticed a lot of the people on my on my little friend list have started adding things left and right. So I'll probably check that out and see you know talk to them and see what they think of it and you know see if there's anything that that really kind of trips my trigger that I'm gonna I'm gonna play with a lot. Um, well, here I have another question. Sure. Back to what we, we seems to be a theme lately is, um, you know, gearing up to, to sell, you know, to a bigger company. Do you think this is going to, this sounds like it's going to be huge as far as raising their price tag if they decide to sell? Or do you think, um, do you think this is setting them up to not have to sell? I, th- I believe this is setting them up to not have to sell. I believe this is setting them up to go public within the, I would say probably within the next two years, I would expect them to do an IPO. I think this absolutely sets them up for that and not being acquired. But, I mean, you never know. I mean, if somebody comes around and, you know, throws a high enough number at them, I'd, you know, it would be hard for them to turn it down. But then again, I mean, you know, they turned down a billion-dollar offer several months ago, and I even heard 
it was as much as 1.6 from Yahoo, but they obviously, you know, I think Mark Zuckerberg is really a smart guy, and he's got he's got plans, and he sees the bigger picture. And now I can understand why when they said that, you know, the way that they valued it versus everybody in the outside world, there was a big disconnect, and now I can see why. I mean, this really, I mean, uh, this is just so big. I mean, I, again, I can't even, you know, go on to explain how big this is. This is, you know, just the, in my opinion, this is the biggest news that we've seen in a long time. Everybody seems really excited about it, and I know it made it made news all over the place. So, um, I mean, I'm really eager to kind of get in there and play with it. I'm also eager to see with all the with all the positive publicity that Facebook is getting and the, and it, it seems like the smart money is going over there. I, I think it's going to ultimately affect how people use MySpace versus Facebook to, to reach their consumers and to do their marketing. Do you think that, I don't know, I don't even know how to phrase this. It, it just, my, my impression of MySpace, and I'm sure this is going to come back and bite me in the ass for saying it, but it seems like it's all kids and it seems like it's all kids who can't spell or construct grammatically correct sentences, which makes me think that, you know, A, it makes me think that a fool and their money are easily parted, but it also makes me think that maybe these aren't the kind of people I want to hang out with. So how do you see, how do you see this developing in terms of, um, you know, marketing strategies? Do you have any, any thoughts on that? Um, do you mean like third-party marketing strategies? or? Yeah. Um, I just think... Let me think here. Um, you, you know, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, these third parties can now, they can essentially build, they'll essentially be like startups created inside of Facebook. They may not even have like any outside properties or things like that. They can develop applications or c- kind of, you know, sites, mini networks, whatever it is, right inside Facebook. So I think that's, I think that's really going to be the, the big opportunity there. I don't see, it, it's, MySpace marketing is different where, you know, it's like there's a lot of companies and things that go on there, some legit, some spam, but they go on there, they just add tons of friends, you know, and then just start sending them messages and things like that, where Facebook is a little bit different. It's closed off and they have security and things to, to prevent against that kind of stuff. So there's not a lot of, like, companies that go on there and just add thousands of friends and they're able to spam them and things like that. It's completely the opposite. People can't do that. So, you know, the companies that are on there, they're they're very legit and they... All, their, all the people that are friends with them are, you know, like legitimate fans or evangelists of their company and things like that. So I think there's like a lot more legitimacy in, in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it, at the same time, it's going to close it off to a lot of companies that can get on like MySpace and things like that and, you know, that don't really have any value to the user and almost like spam and things like that. There's definitely not going to be that opportunity on Facebook. Only uh, the things that Only the things that are going to be be like big from like a marketing standpoint or things that are going to actually provide like value to the end user. If it doesn't provide value to the people using it and it doesn't fit in with kind of the the Facebook culture, it's not going to work. When you said that companies are starting up sort of like just a sub just completely isolated inside of Facebook, they're just they only exist within Facebook. Is that sort of like these companies and and means of monetizing ideas that people were coming up with for second life? Um, sort of not not really. Um, it's it's pretty different actually. Just my sp- or Second Life is almost like a. It's like real estate. You, you know, essentially, you buy a land and then you can, you know, like almost like set up a shop or kind of sell products or 
you know, bring people to your little virtual hotel or your virtual store or whatever and kind of do branding this way. But this is actually like, these are like little networks or applications that are actually going to be useful. People are going to use them and, you know, it's almost like there's going to be like a lot of so social networks, but they're now going to be like being built inside of Facebook as almost like an extension of it, where as I, I see it as being a little bit different than the, you know, the stuff that's going on in Second Life. Okay, I just wanted some clarification there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I really think that I'm excited about this. Now I'm, like, even more eager to go <laughs> play with it, especially the Twitter one, because, you know, I'm partial to Twitter. And I know I've said that before, but I am. <laughs> um, you know, and I completely lost my thought. This is probably a good time to take a commercial break. <laughs> I will sure. collect my thoughts, and I'll talk to you in a minute, okay? Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Rush Hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BannersRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. you got to work with Value Click Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details value click media howdy boys and you girls too i'm here to talk to you about milnick media the best cpa network period they sure know how to deliver and i know something about deliverance now you want to get paid damn right you do we'll make sure you get your money milnick media's got support people who know their ass from their elbow need a new jet ski how about one of them new fangle plasma tvs well cousin jeremy here will hook you up with our performance rewards program email submits zip submits ringtones hell we got them all Yeehaw! hey there it's cousin jeremy get on over to m-i-l-l-n-i-c media.com and we'll have you so happy you'll be squealing like a pig A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. Slam on your brakes. You've just reached your final destination. Rush Hour, Rush hour. on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, now, back to your Rush Hour host, Neil and Cameron. All righty, we're back. My name's Carolyn Shelby. Uh, if you're just joining us, I'm here with Cameron Ophelis from ACS and... If you'd like to join us in the chat room, because we're in the chat room and there's lots of other people in there, too, you can go to webmasterradio.fm and download the desktop app and log into the chat room and talk to us and ask us questions and things like that, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, now that we're back, I had wanted to ask you, Cameron, I had heard through the grapevine that confirmation of the eBay acquisition of StumbleUpon is due to break today. Has that happened yet, or are we still waiting for it? Um, we're still waiting for it, but uh, from everything I've heard, it's. I think they're expecting to make that announcement at the end of, the, or when the markets close. Okay. 
So that should be coming up here pretty shortly. They close at like 4.30 Eastern, is that correct? Yeah, that looks like it's probably in about 10 minutes, actually. Yeah, and I've actually been watching the comments and things like that for the people that have wrote about this. And some people have actually reported that within their eBay accounts and things like that. They've already seen um, links and things popping up about StumbleUpon, like, hey, check out StumbleUpon or things like that. Neat. And then there's also some employees that have commented things like that, you know, that they've had to, they've been called to attend special meetings and things like that for kind of like a briefing of the of the M&A that's happening this afternoon. So, yeah, I mean, I would just expect that announcement here anytime. Do you have a, a ticker or something that you're watching so that when the news breaks, you'll know? Um, I don't. I'm just kind of watching some of the bigger blogs like TechCrunch, GigaOM, uh, VentureBeat, sites like that. I keep a keep a close eye on that, but you know, probably here within the next twenty minutes or whatever, I'll probably you know flick over to the eBay ticker and see see what what happens. Um, the people, or from what Mike Arrington's saying on TechCrunch, he doesn't know if the price is going to be disclosed, but he thinks the rumor of seventy five million is correct. And I know that we've I know that we've heard rumors everywhere everywhere from I think forty million to seventy five million, and uh, you know I mean we've talked about this a couple of times on the shows before about these rumors and things like that, and we never knew the TechCrunch exact price. TechCrunch tends to be pretty accurate, don't they? Yeah, I mean, he gets a, you know, a lot of insider information and things like that, and you know, a lot of times these people that are giving in these rumors and things, they're really close in these deals, and they, you know, they seem to be pretty, pretty spot on. I wonder what this is going to do to the stock prices. Um, that's going to be interesting. I'm not sure if it's going to be really that big of news to do a lot to it, just because I think StumbleUpon is largely like a, almost like a tech-savvy related audience. I mean, there's definitely a lot of people that use it that aren't tech-savvy, but I think most like your average, you know, guy that's watching the start, stock market or whatever probably has no clue what StumbleUpon even is. Yeah, that's probably but true. That, that will be interesting to see, though, to, to see what it does. To, the, to their stock and things like that. Well, I've got 12 million things open right now, so if you're keeping an eye on that and you see <laughs> something come across the wire, by all means, you know, stop me and, and let me know because I can't possibly keep an eye on everything all at once. Um, yeah, exactly. Speaking of keeping an eye on things, though, um, I saw something about CBS acquiring Last.fm for $280 million. Yep, that was uh, the news. other news announced this morning. So for those of you that don't know, Last FM is like a social, uh, like a music-related social network. So it's, they it's actually really music to you based on other music that you like, right? Right. Yeah. Based on you know, I think a lot of it's based on like community recommendations and things like that. Have you actually had a chance to to play with that one at all? I looked at it a little bit. Um, from what I understand, it's like you. You listen to your own music and you build your own playlists and things, and you have friends. And based on, I don't know, it's some sort of algorithm that looks at who your friends are and what they like and the music that you listen to and the genres and what people who have similar tastes to you also listen to. And then it builds uh, customized radio stations for you and playlists and things like that. So, I mean, I didn't play with it a whole lot because... I have a cheap, crappy computer, and I can't download. <laughs> I can't download lots of music, and I also do not have an iPod. Um, so I just sort of looked at went, oh, stuff I can't use, yay! Um, but it looked interesting, and I've actually heard of similar types of things for like food and recipes and things like that. But it, to, the two hundred eighty million dollar price tag seems 
high. Um, I actually thought it sounded a little bit low. They have fifteen. They have a user base, I think, of fifteen million people. And we had actually, there's been actually rumors of an acquisition or potential acquisitions for a while now for Last.fm. I think uh, a few months ago there was some speculation that Viacom was going to acquire them and they were pegging the price tag at like $450 million. Isn't CBS the same as Viacom? Um, I don't know, are they? I think they I are. I didn't, interesting, I didn't know that. I didn't think they were, but maybe they are. I could Okay, now I'm going to have to check because <laughs> that's going to bug me if I don't know. Um, yeah, I want to yeah, say the Viacom store sells like David Letterman stuff and David Letterman or CBS, but it could be wrong. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think they were, but they they could. I mean, nobody's really made a connection to it, so you know, I'm not so sure. But yeah, check it out and let us know what you find. But yeah, I mean, I think the. To, Welcome to, my to Viacom. Opinion, I think For information about the CBS Corporation, formerly named Viacom Inc., prior oh, they're two separate. There's two publicly traded companies. They were separated on December 31st, 2005. Okay. Well, God bless the internet. <laughs> you're definitely right in a sense. You know, I mean, they obviously were, were one and the same at one point. So I knew I wasn't completely on crack because I. But it's been years since I actually went to the Viacom store and saw the David Letterman merchandise there. Right. Yeah. No, I didn't even know they were they were ever connected. So I mean, you're a step ahead of me there. And but yeah, I, I'm fully useless facts. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but well, what does CBS need Last FM for? Um, that's kind of what I, I've been questioning. I guess CBS is trying to make a play and get in here on buying some media sites on the web. I mean, to be honest with you, when I heard that it was CBS that acquired them, I was kind of shocked. You know, I definitely thought it would have been one of the other big giants that's been gobbling up all the sites, you know, whether it's like News Corp or Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, you know, even Viacom, you know, internet brands, the guys that don't like ask and things like that. I definitely would have thought it would have been one of those properties. So, it was, you know, it was it was pretty surprising that it was CBS. And to to be honest, I'm not exactly sure why they made that purchase or what their plans to do do with it are. Um, from everything I hear right now, they're planning to run them as completely separate entities, and they're going to you know keep Last FM the the way it is and the same management and everything like that. They're going to keep it over in the UK. So yeah, I mean it's gonna it, it's interesting. I, you know, to be honest, I have no uh, no idea what value there is for CBS to to make that acquisition unless they're just you know really trying to make some plays on the internet now. I don't see anything on the CBS website about it, so I'll you know that'll be maybe I'll do some research on that. And we can talk about it next week if we have any new insight or information about it. Right. Um, but, I read the I read the. Um, the press release on Last FM blog. They blogged mm-hmm. about it, and they're the ones that kind of said that it was going to be kept as a separate entity. All the same management team was going to be in place. They're going to keep it in the UK, but I don't think they really speculated on what was in it for CBS. So, should definitely watch that and see what they what they say, what their reasons are for it. Cool. Well, you know, and if based on that other report that I mentioned earlier, the press release from Comscore about how social networking is growing like almost exponentially in the UK. Um, you know, maybe that's part of it. Maybe they see a trend in outside of the U.S. growth in social, and they want to make sure that they've got a foothold in it. From what I hear, though, the largely the user base on Last FM is member, or people in the U.S. Oh. So, 
you know, I'm not sure. That's why I think the I think the big uh, social network for the UK is Bebo. I did I did read that someplace. Bebo is funny. Bebo is what my my three year old calls his belly button. So every time <laughs> someone talks about Bebo, I laugh. It's funny. <laughs> um, what did I have next on our list to talk about? Um, CoRank. I looked at CoRank today. I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, another another build your own dig type of service. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. So um, does CoRank yeah. is that a modified version of Plague? That like um, um, that's sort of like what the blogger services are, where you can go in and you don't actually have to have your own server or do any of the the setup yourself. You just sort of make an account and do the configuration, and off you go. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I think uh, Plague is a little different where it's a script that you download and install on your own servers. Yeah, I, I actually have site. installed Plague before, so it's, it's a lot more complicated than just you know setting up a blog at Blogger or something. Right, so yeah, CoRank is kind of like the Blogger thing where you just go in there, you pick like a subdomain, set, it, you know, set up an account, and then set up a little mini site. Is it, so, have you tried it? Is it easy to use? Is it customizable? Do people like it? Um, I haven't really heard too many people saying whether they like it or not. Um, one of the writers for ProNet, uh, Muhammad, he went in and he he went through the whole thing and kind of wrote a, a big write-up review on it. And, you know, from my understanding, it's very easy to go in there and set everything up. And you can actually, it's kind of funny, you can actually customize it to look exactly, almost identical to Dig. And he, like, showed screenshots of the one, of the little one that he built that was, you know, exactly like Dig and stuff like that. So that's, you know, that's, that was kind of interesting and kind of, kind of funny. You would sort of um, think Dig might have a problem with that. Yeah, you would think they will. So, you know, I mean, it's really, it's really, really similar. I mean, nearly identical. I mean, probably to the untrained eye, you may not even be able to tell the difference between the two. That is. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to, to see what happens, if anything. I mean, I don't really think a service like this is going to take off. I mean, you can build all the all the dig clones in the world and things like that and have the same technology as dig, but, you know, it's not the technology and things that makes dig what it is. It's the community. And unless you can build a community like, like dig has, I mean, you really have nothing, so... Yeah, I got. Um, I saw somebody. I forget how exa- how exactly I, I stumbled on it, and it was a uh, it was a dig clone for SEO, but it right. wasn't SEO yak. It was uh, SEO tag with two G's. And I had asked uh, Tamar Weinberg about it if she'd heard of it, and she's like, "Oh, there's a bazillion of those, and they, they never really take off." So, I mean, the idea there is nice, but I think everyone's trying to. I don't know. I don't know that people are are specializing enough or focusing enough, and if they do focus enough, then, and I think we talked about this once, it's hard to find a niche that you can get into that's not too narrow, but you're still going to be able to not be an also-ran. You know, you, ha- you, have to, you have to create your own category. You have to find a category that there isn't anyone in, but still has enough interest to actually make it worth your time to do. Yeah, exactly, and enough people that are somewhat tech-savvy to get in there and kind of use these kind of sites, you know, because your, your average Joe that r- really isn't tech-savvy isn't going to really get on dig and figure out how to how to use it and provide value. At the best, they're just going to figure out how to get on there and read news and, you know, maybe click click dig and that's it, but they're not going to be submitting stuff. They're not going to be commenting on stuff. They're not going to be out there finding news stories and things like that. They should teach college courses on it. They teach college <laughs> courses on everything else. They should add, you know, 
how to use social media. Um, I think I've actually a heard of some curriculum or something. I've, I've actually heard of some some of that kind of stuff popping up. Actually, really? Yeah, um, so I'm trying to think of where I heard it or from, who I heard it through, but I actually heard that some colleges are starting to do that kind of stuff where they're teaching people how to use like the the new technologies and the new kind of social sites on the the web and things like that. I know Purdue was offering a a course on how to use the search engines. And I almost died laughing when they said it was a required <laughs> freshman course. And like, a required oh, freshman course, huh? Yeah, and I'm like, you know, wow. you get to college, you don't know how to use a search engine. I think you got bigger problems than just not yeah, knowing exactly. how to use a search engine. Yeah, but on the other hand, I can kind of see where, especially that when it, when it comes to doing research and whatnot, it's important. I think, I think, it, I I actually think that you could use Dig and you could use some of the other social sites though to get perspective and ideas for maybe constructing the angle or the hook for your thesis. You know, oh, something, yeah. out, something out of the box or something that you might not have, a perspective that you just might not have thought of before. So it's, it, it, could, be, it could be a viable class. could be an yeah, EBA for a lot of people. Yeah, there you go. You, you do have a point, though, where people get, you know, a lot of different viewpoints to something and maybe think of some things that they had never thought of before, before or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe that could could be a, a valuable or interesting course, but, I mean, I can't imagine being taught how to use Google for a whole semester, you know? Well, I mean, you, you know what, but things that we, we can't Im- I can't imagine having to sit through a course where they teach you how to, how to write HTML. <laughs> when, and when they first started doing that, that was a, I think it might still be a 400-level course at, at Purdue, and I'm just like, Are you, you've got to be kidding me. This cannot possibly be a 400-level course. So... I mean, the things that, that we in, in our little small bubble of the universe think of as being elementary just aren't <laughs> to a lot of people. It's just, it, it, this, it, this is rocket science, science to a lot of people, and they could spend a whole semester on it. Yeah, I don't know. You kind of have a point. I mean, I, I agree that HTML should not be like a 400-level course, but at the same time, I can see there definitely being enough HTML to be able to teach a whole semester out of it or whatever, but I really can't, I don't know, I mean, what kind of stuff are they teaching you on how to do on Google that they can't teach you in a week or whatever? Well, it's not so much exactly how to use Google, it's the logic behind how to construct your search, your search terms so that you're getting and extracting the information that you can actually use for your research projects and for your classes. Okay. So there's some additional academic theory behind it. It's not just here, type the little words in a little box and away you go. Um, and I, I think also, having read the syllabus, it was a little bit about not understanding the difference between legitimate sources and non-legitimate sources and being able to tell the difference between um, suspect information and definitely authoritative information. And I think that kind of stuff is really important. Um, still, I don't necessarily think it could fill up a whole semester, but apparently it does. Yeah, I, I guess so. I, I guess they're teaching something. I don't know. It'd be interesting to talk to people that have taken the course to to see what kind of stuff they're teaching them and you know what kind of like value they they got out of it or whatever. Uh, it would be really interesting to talk to some people. I can make that happen for you if you would like. Oh yeah. Yeah, I. I would I got, love that. I we can get contact, someone on the show so. for like fifteen minutes. That'd be great. All right. Well, I'll see if I can't get somebody <laughs> for another show. Uh, right now, though, I think we're going to go to a commercial and we'll okay. come back in a few minutes and we'll talk some more. Okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> Rush Hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. 
Oi! Welcome to the Daily Search Cast. Oh, sorry, sorry. A small child is running in to tell me dinner's ready. Yeah. No, you. I'm on the phone right now. <laughs> no, you can tell me. That it is. No, no, not right now. But I'll talk to you in a minute. And that was my oldest son just coming in the middle of the show. But don't worry about that. I'll go to I'll go to dinner after that. The Daily Search Cast with Danny Sullivan, Monday through Thursdays at 11:30 a.m. Eastern, 8:30 a.m. Pacific. And if you missed any of this week's shows, check out the Daily Search Cast Week in Review, Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Get hooked, wrapped, and dished all week long on WebmasterRadio.fm. Your destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Attention WebmasterRadio.fm loyal listeners and our premium podcasters. If you are experiencing trouble listening or downloading from WebmasterRadio.fm, you can help us help you. Click on the news tab of our homepage and look for Experiencing Connectivity Issues. Then follow the simple instructions for filling out an Akamai support ticket. WebmasterRadio.fm is proud to stream our first-class programming by providing multiple listen live links on our homepage via our new content delivery network, Akamai. Akamai. If you are experiencing trouble listening or downloading from WebmasterRadio.fm, click on the news tab of our homepage now. Help us to keep everyone in the B2B business world connected to webmasterradio.fm. Slam on your brakes. You've just reached your final destination. Rush Hour on webmasterradio.fm. Now, back to your Rush Hour host. All righty, we're back. My name's Carolyn Shelby. I'm here with Cameron Altwist from ACS. Uh, Neil Patel, who is normally with us, is not with us today. Uh, and in case you want to know what today is, today is Wednesday, May 30th. Um, Cameron, on May 25th, you posted a comment, or I'm sorry, a, bl- a post on your personal blog about my blog blog, and because <laughs> they're calling us schmoes, and that hurt my feelings and made me sad. Yeah, it hurt my feelings too. That's why I blogged about it. But yeah. a- anyways, the the kind of the the story behind this is my blog blog this week introduced tagging on their site. You know, yippee, welcome to 2003, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's about time. But anyways, they came up with some little thing or some little way that people can uh, tag tag spammers, and the tag they came up for that was uh, schmo. And basically, what they what they said is. They said that if someone, you know, if, they, if you think someone's tagging you, you tag it with this uh, with this uh, tag SHMO, which actually stands for a social media optimi- optimizer. So they're basically calling anybody that does social media optimization, social media marketing, whatever. They're just kind of a, branding them or labeling them, associating them with the with spammers, I guess. So, you know, I I definitely wasn't the only person that posted on this. Several people posted. I think Danny Sullivan did. Um, you know, Andy Beal did on Marketing Pilgrim. And quite a few other people did as well. And not only was that kind of like a, a little bit of a fumble. I mean, my blog log has been fumbling for the, this whole year. I mean, I, I've, they've really been going downhill with a lot of things, whatever. But the way that they followed up and handled it, I didn't think that their community manager did a very good job with that as well. So. Well, it is kind of sad because I sort of like the little widget where you can see who's been looking at your blog because... That makes me happy when I see faces I recognize, and 
it makes me really happy when I see faces that I think are kind of famous. Um, and I don't, I don't want to dump them. But on the other hand, I don't want to, I, I don't want to hang with people that call me names. And I'm not a spammer. And I don't think anybody I know is a spammer. At least if they are, they're really good at hiding it, and they keep it from me so that I don't feel bad about associating with them. But it's... Exactly. Why can't they just call the tag what it is? Why can't they just call it spam or spammer? Why did they have to do it as a social media optimizer? Yeah, there's a lot of people that are spamming my blog log or all these social media sites or whatever, but they're not social media optimizers. They're spammers. It's like somebody that's a, that spams the search engines. They're not SEOs. They're, I mean, spammers. So why can't they just call the tag what it is and call them spammers, you know? Yeah, optimizing is not the same as spamming. There's just, it's like calling... It's like calling, you know, the bills that, well, I was going to say it's like calling the bills that you get in the mail, junk mail, but I guess, you know, it depends on how you look at it. I don't know. Right. I'm not, she... I'm not, what, did, what did they hope to accomplish by doing that? I mean, it doesn't, it just seems like it's kind of mean for the sake of being mean. It doesn't seem to me like the amount of benefit they would get from introducing that would outweigh the damage that they were going to do to their relationship with the legitimate social media optimizers. Yeah, I have no idea what they're thinking. I don't know if they're, you know, trying to be funny. They're trying to be cute. I, I, I really have no idea. Again, I don't know why they just couldn't uh, just let people t- tag it as they see it. Spam. You know, that's all. That, that's all they needed to do. And the community manager, she actually left a comment on my post, and this is this is what she said. She says these people optimize social media sites by writing software to make themselves appear on sites widgets that they do not that they do not visit. They create hundreds of accounts and send on, send automated messages to everyone on the new member pages. And those are the people that they call spammers. But how are these people optimizing? That's not that's not optimizing anything. That's spamming, you know? Optimizing is like taking something that's existing or whatever and refining it, not building software to spam people. So I, I have that, no idea what that Robin Tippins? Yeah. Yeah, cuz I I, pr- I printed it out so that I could I so that I could reference it like a like a good girl, you know, while we're having the conversation. Yeah, I mean it, it seen, it, her comment does seem kind of like backpedaling. Um, and if you want to read the post, you can go to Cameron's website, which is CameronOthuis.com, C-A-M-E-R-O-N-O-L-T-A-T-I-S. <laughs> could you have possibly found a longer domain name? Um, yeah, I'm sure I could have. I could have included my middle name in there. Yeah, I guess. And <laughs> the rest I just posted the, uh, I posted the link in the chat room, too, so those that are you know following us along in the chat room. Oh, great, thanks. Check it out or whatever, too. How many, do, are, is there a lot of people that are listening right now in the, in the chat room? All Maybe three of them. say, like, hey or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a few. Uh, yeah, at least, at least three. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey. No, I'm sure there's more than that. I just, uh, Ogletree's listening, and Blackbeard is listening, and I know we've got people out on Twitter that are listening. Um but yeah, we got a few responses there too. <laughs> yeah, I see some responses. Sweet. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, on the one hand, I, I feel kind of like you know maybe I should just say, all right, you know, to quote Cartman, screw you guys, I'm going home, and take the little widget off my site. But on the other hand, you know, I do kind of like the little widget. Oh, Goose says he counts for like ten people. That's fair. <laughs> oh, and Barry's yeah. listening. We're just doing shoutouts today. I feel like Darren. There you go. <laughs> um, so, I mean, other than those responses, 
So has, how do you there, think? Has there been a, ma- a mass exodus from blo- my blog log as a result of this, or did we all just kind of get mad and then you know suck it up and deal with it? Um, I think there has been a little bit of an exodus. I mean, they've had a number of problems in the past. I'm not sure if you're aware of them, but let's see. Um, there was a Yahoo employee that called Andy Beal a spammer, I believe, at one point. Uh, it was a Jeremy Zwandi. He's like their big tech programmer, whatever. He called he called Andy Beal a spammer for putting some kind of a. I think he had like a free iPod or a free Zoom image for his avatar. And so we called them a spammer as that, and that I think that was kind of the beginning of their of their demise or whatever. And it seems like ever since then they've been going downhill. You know, Shoe Money's called them out several times for having security exploits or the way that they handle yeah. things. And then they they fumbled on this last thing as well. So, well, if people know. are going to leave my blog log, is there a good alternative to it? Um, there's not that I know of. I don't think there is. Perhaps this is an opportunity for someone. Um, yeah, actually, um, there's a, a a guy's blog that I read. It's I believe his website is 97th Floor or something like that. I read his him name. too. Okay, his name's uh, Chris. It's Chris Bennett, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Anyways, he uh, he posted kind of a follow up to this and suggested that Technorati should be doing something like this, which actually was a, a really good idea and it really makes a lot of sense, you know. Technorati's already got a lot of the infrastructure in place where it would be really easy for them to kind of build a community onto what they're doing. And, you know, and it doesn't really seem like, again, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where they don't really have any clear business model or plan to monetize their site or whatever. So maybe that would be something that would be good for them to do is build kind of a community onto it. And, you know, I mean, that would be, in my opinion, that would be the perfect fit for, for something like this. If Technorati puts out a little widget like the MyBlogBlog <laughs> widget, I'll switch. <laughs> I think a lot of people would switch, and I think a lot of people that have dropped the MyBlogBlog widget would use something for, for a, you know, Technorati or whatever. Well, so, I don't know. Hope, How do you listening and they and they t- and they take some action? Because, I mean, you don't, you don't. I don't know. I don't even know how to phrase this right. It seems like a lot of a lot of our community got behind my blog log and was promoting them, and now they're kind of turning their back on them. And you gotta you gotta dance with the one that brought you, you know. And if you don't, then you end up going home alone at the end of the night. Oh yeah, and I mean it was us schmoes or whatever you, you know. Us schmoes are the ones that basically built them to what they what they were, and then they kind of went and you know in our faces or whatever, you know. I mean, just it wasn't cool, and I don't think that they, I don't think that Robin handled it very well either with with her response and things like that. Well, no, her her response was like, I don't know, it it, it was sort of it was a lot of dancing around what happened, and I don't think it I don't think it adequately addressed the situation. Right. Yeah, I agree. It was just all dancing, and it was like she. Yeah, you know, there was probably anywhere from five to ten people that blogged about this, and it was almost the same comment every time. Her excuse was, you know, hey, we don't we don't have anything against social media optimizers. I'm a SEO social media optimizer, so why would I make fun of them? But the 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 fact is that they did make fun of them, and you know, I don't think that they did a very good job of, of handling this. And I actually left a comment on Andy Beal's on his post about how I didn't think that she was doing a very good job handling. You know, I think the best thing for them to do would have been to, you know admit that they made the mistake, apologize, and then fix it and change the, change the tag to something else. Yeah, because it's not, it's not even making fun of, it's insulting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. It's, you know, it's 
absolutely insulting, you know. So whatever. I, I took kind of offense to it. I don't really, I don't really care about my blog log anymore, and I haven't for several months. But I mean, yeah, I was a little offended or whatever you want to call it when they came out with that. You know, did it yeah. didn't sit well I, with well, me. Obviously, it definitely ruffled some feathers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to take one quick final break, and then I will talk to you in a minute, and we'll do the last segment. Okay. Sounds good. All righty. Rush Hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. Want a hot pod? Load it with webmasterradio.fm and play with us all day long. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Welcome to the 11th Annual International Web Award Competition. Walk the red carpet as the Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the Web Awards, recognizing the best websites in 96 different industries. Winners receive a beautiful image plaque or certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from the expert judges, links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site, and a free press release from PR Web. So the winner goes to... Well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter. Go to www.webaward.org to enter and win. Hurry, deadline for entry is May 31st. Faster than a speeding bullet, it's the super way to pay. It's Fast Transact. Fast Transact is the safe, secure, and fast way to process credit cards, online checks, and gift cards. Find multiple payment gateway and merchant account options to keep your costs down and sales up, up, and away. You can build your business empire in a single bound, while Fast Transact fights the never-ending battle to keep payment processing safe and secure. Your quest for an e-commerce solution has found its final destination. Fly over to FastTransact.com today. Slam on your brakes. You've just reached your final destination. Rush Hour on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to your Rush Hour host. Okay, we're back. Uh, I'm Carolyn Shelby. I'm here with Cameron Elfless, and this is Rush Hour. Um... Today is May 30th, which means I am leaving for Seattle to go to SMX in like, let's see, today's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like two, two and a half days, because I'm leaving on Saturday. Um, and I'm excited about going. You're going, right? Yeah, I'm definitely going. Um, I'm going. I'm not sure what time I leave Sunday, but I know I'm going to be there kind of Sunday evening, uh, ready to kick off the week. I'm sure that's kind of when there will be quite a few big parties, maybe Sunday night. I would expect usually like the night before the conference starts is kind of usually the when everybody parties the hardest and then after that it's, it goes downhill a little i think everyone gets kind of worn out or whatever from the first night well, yeah, got, um, there. there's that msn party i think and there's pre-registration sunday night okay is that what sunday night party is is the msn yeah i don't know how late it goes though um i'd have to check the schedule are you speaking i want to say i thought i saw your name on a panel um, yes, I am. And let me just double check on the, the name of the panel. It's actually, I'm not doing a presentation or anything. The whole panel is, I think, just going to be Q&A. Oh, okay. Is it now is uh, that on Tuesday? Because I can't, I can't attend any of the Tuesday sessions because I've been, I've been summoned Tuesday, back to the so office in Chicago. It is Tuesday, so you're going to miss it. And it's oh, called the... Oh, I'm sorry. The panel's called Better Ways, and basically what it is is it's just better ways to do kind of boring stuff or old tactics or techniques or whatever 
and there's, let's see, there's six, seven of us on the panel, and Danny's moderating it, and we got, like, Greg Bozer, Jim Boykin, uh, Christine Churchill, Todd Friesen, Aaron Wall, Alex Bernay, and then myself. So it's definitely going to be a, a good panel, I think. And I'm, kinda, I'm excited that I don't have to prepare uh, uh, slides and things like that. So that was kind of, you know, that's definitely going to make it, make the week a lot more relaxing, knowing that I don't have to do those or do the whole presentation thing. So I'm excited that is about nice. that. But like seven yeah. people, that's a ton of people. Oh, yeah. I think usually panels have, like, what, four? Three or four? Yeah, usually, like, four. So, wow. Yeah. It you have to let me know how that goes. I'm so sorry I'm going to miss it, because, I mean, usually I try to catch um, you and Neil's panels and, and your sessions and stuff, but I'm on the red eye. Um, I think I leave at, like, 1120. Um, you leave Monday, Monday night? Ooh. Yeah, I leave at 1120 Monday night, and I land in Chicago at 5.07 a.m. on Tuesday morning. From, th from there, by the way, I have to go straight to work. No way. Yeah. That's I was brutal. so mad. You're, you're going to be dragging your feet Tuesday, man, for sure. Well, I'll and try to sleep on the plane stuff. and then whatever. Yeah. What do you What do you do on Saturday night when you get there? Uh, Saturday night, I think we're going to try to do some sightseeing and maybe catch some dinner. Um, but if anyone else is there, by all means, look me up because you know, when I'm away at conferences, I like to I like to meet people. Um, I'm going in early, though, because I want to be there all day on Sunday, because Sunday is my birthday. So oh, birthday. I know. <laughs> it's a big one, too. It's the to... 10th anniversary of my 21st birthday. Oh, really? 10th mm -hmm. anniversary of your 21st birthday. That's interesting. <laughs> Clever. Well, have to it's party, better party than actually saying what it is, because otherwise it makes me sound, you know, old as dirt. So. Well, I mean, come on. You're just dancing around it. 10-year anniversary for 21. <laughs> Well, you assume people can do math. I'm not going to make you that assumption. Yeah. yeah. So extra, party hard, extra, extra hard on Sunday night, huh? Uh, that's the plan, especially since I have to go home Monday night. Celebrate so. the birthday. Who are, you, who are you going in early with? Um, with a friend of mine. Friend of yours? Mm-hmm. Okay. Somebody you, in the industry? Yeah. Your boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine? You know who I'm going in early with. Yeah. I didn't know until I just asked you, and as soon as you said that, I kind of know who you're going with now. Uh, yeah, so that's the plan, but um, I think it's going to be fun. You know, I was in Seattle for a conference like three years ago, and it, in the first week of June, actually for my birthday as well, and it was tons of fun, and the weather was gorgeous, and the, we went to the Pikes Place Market, and stuff like that, and the, the needle, and everything was just nice, and the weather was great, and I know the weather's supposed to be like 81 on Sunday, Ooh. so it's going to be a real good time, and I'm real excited. That's awesome. I haven't been to Seattle in like six, probably like six years or so, so I don't even remember much of it. I'm excited to go back. From what I remember, it's a really cool city. So, um... Neil, Neil's doing a panel, too, or, you know, he's doing a presentation, and I want to say he's doing a presentation on Monday, right? Um, or do you not know? Yes. Hold on. I've got that page right in front of me. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, oh, he's cool. doing, it's on Monday, and his pat, or his session is SEO meets SMM, so social media marketing, kind of a, a collusion of the two. Well, good. At least I'll be able to catch that one. Yeah, that'll be a good panel as well. He's got uh, Danny's moderating that one as well, and then he's got Rand Fishkin, uh, Todd Malico, and Cindy Crum 
on there. Oh, that will be a good one. So, yeah, that'll be a very good one. Excellent. I'm really excited about seeing everybody again, and I, I heard that there's only like 30 tickets left. So it's going yeah. to be busy. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a little bit smaller than the other ones, but I think I actually kind of like those. The, the ones that are a little bit smaller, they don't get as crazy. And you still get kind of the, the core of the same people there and stuff. So, you, you, you know, it's a chance to see everybody and party with everybody again, but it doesn't get too crazy. Yeah, June is like super busy for me because I'm still supposed to go to Toronto and then uh, SES Latino. So it's like I've got something this week and then the following week and then the following week. So so you are able to go to those then? I thought you were not going to be Yeah, I think I'm going to call in sick. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, you got to do what you got to do, right? <laughs> yeah, I hope your uh, boss isn't listening. I don't <laughs> think they do. <clears throat> okay. And if they do, I'm just kidding, I swear. Yeah, I really am going to be sick, right? Yeah, I, I, really, <laughs> I feel a bug coming on right now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, we should probably go before I get myself in a lot of trouble, so I'll see you this weekend. Cool. Yep, okay, we'll see you bye-bye. In, in Seattle, later. All right, yeah.